This week, I'm speaking to Disraeli, who's a poet, producer, MC, and multi-instrumentalist. Um, and first off, I wanted to ask you where you got your name, because Disraeli, I ma- it makes me think of Benjamin Disraeli, the Prime Minister, but where did you, uh, where did you get a name like that? Um, just, uh, just, 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 uh, I liked the sound of it, and I nicked it, aged 15, and there's, there's no better reason than that. That's fair enough, because I think a lot of people have some pretty cringeworthy names when they're that age, don't they? <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's, it's, definitely, um, it's definitely unique enough. There aren't any other hip-hop artists called Disraeli, so um, that's, no. that's kind of, it's, it has stuck in spite of itself. Something that's very important to your musical style is the, the topics that you discuss in it. Yeah. You've gone through a huge range of things over your career, talking about mental health and activism. Um, you've spoken about the refugee camps in Calais and sexuality and politics and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I was just wondering, is, if you didn't have music, what would you use as your outlet for that kind of thing? That's a really good question, man. I'd probably... I don't know, I might write books, I might be a journalist, um, something word-related... Who knows what I'd have ended up doing? Yeah, I don't know. I love I love communicating with people. I really love teaching as well. I love working with humans and learning from them and um, being in contact with other minds. So I might have been a teacher. Um, and that's something I still do a little bit of here and there. What kind of thing do you teach? I've taught a lot of workshops, writing workshops in schools, um, a lot of music workshops. Back in the day, I was a... Um, peripatetic music teacher in schools around Sussex for a few years and I was doing um, I was doing like junk drumming and um, body percussion workshops with primary school kids as my main job for a while um, that's really cool yeah so yeah I've done, I've done a lot of education stuff so it may, maybe I'd be a teacher talking about you starting out at age 15 with your name what sort of thing what music was it that you were listening to at that time that made you think you wanted to make your own and what did the stuff you made sound like when you were that age uh, <laughs> um i've always been a bit of a kind of a bit of an odd fish musically i was i'd say at 15 i was i would definitely have been <clears throat> well the re- the reason i kind of took up a took up a name to call myself was because i was djing doing a lot of djing and emceeing in um in little bars around Bristol. I was going to say clubs, but it wasn't clubs. It was shitty little bars, really. Um, and so drum and bass and hip-hop, really. Drum and bass and hip-hop. And I loved my jazz as well. Um, and played guitar. And so I, I kind of ha- always had the influence of a lot of 60s singer-songwriter kind of characters around in my family. Um so there was always like equal measures, Jimi Hendrix and Bob Dylan and Joan Byers, as well as UK hip hop and drum bass and jungle culture. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always been that. It's always been that mixture. It's a huge uh, blend of things to come together in one person's taste, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of an unusual one. That, that often people that dig their. Um, especially when you're a teenager, when you're really tribal about what it is you like, there's often a thing of like completely rejecting, you know, if, if you're into India or whatever, you're completely rejecting 
um, urban music. And if you're into urban music, and you completely reject any kind of guitar-based stuff. But for me, it was always part of the same um, same kind of continuum, I guess. Were you in a group of friends that had a similar outlook on things like that, or did you end up having to pick sides and hide one side of your taste? The singer, the the singing and playing the guitar stuff was always really private for me, actually. Um, and it was it was pretty much private until um, really until I, I went solo and recorded my first solo album, which is called Ingerland City Shanties. Um, because in, I, I was in bands and I used to run hip hop and jungle nights um, in Brighton as well when I moved to Brighton from Bristol. Um, and we had a band that played at those nights and ended up being a, a band in its own right called Bad Science. Um, and we played hip hop music with other influences in, but my thing was always the, being the rapper, you know? Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty late on that I, I came out of the closet as a singer songwriter, um, in a, in a sense, I was about 27, I guess. And all my mates at school, my mates at school, it was always about, it was always, always centered around the turntables, uh, the, the turntables and the mics and, and normally jungle, but sometimes a bit of hip hop. I studied, um, I studied percussion for six weeks in Senegal. What was it that inspired you to go and do something like that? Um, West Africa, I think, is the cradle and like the origin of a lot of music that interests me. Um, a lot of percussion and vocal-based music that uh, that I've kind of grown up around and that has influenced me and carried me, I think really has its roots in West Africa, whether through, you know, the, the, the story of slavery or whether through di- directly being from there or whether just having echoes of that. Um, yeah, the kind of raw percussion voice, the kind of the boldness of being super... Uh, simple with arrangements and um, unembellished um, with accompaniment and stuff like that. It's just something I've always loved. And I've I've played percussion and drums since I was about 11. Anyway, um, I, I, I was a drummer in a, a punk band for a bit. Um, we used to do kind of um, Rage Against the Machine covers and uh, kind of ska punk music. Um, and I was the drummer in that and various other things. I've always played the drums in my music. My solo stuff is always me on the drums and other instruments. And if as, as a drummer and percussionist, Senegal slash uh, several of, of the West African countries in that kind of cluster of countries is just mecca, really. It's the, the levels of, of um, skill you find there and heritage in terms of percussion is just... Um, really breathtaking so I, I was uh i was out there on a pilgrimage really to to find the source of um everything that i loved in a in a sense so and that's fed into your new album which is called the unmaster and the music that i know from you in the past has been the sort of uk hip-hop influenced uh sort of quite lo-fi sort of political based music um and your new album is quite separate from that would you like to just tell me a bit about how you ended up coming out with something so different yeah i guess i i, I guess it's different it's it's um it's definitely got a lot less of the folk influence than some of my previous stuff um and that was partly intentional i, I felt like i wanted to move away from that the instrumentation that i'd been 
kind of basing myself in for a long time, which was, you know, acoustic guitars, like mixing things like acoustic guitars and folk uh, flute and uh, and voice with hip hop production. Um, and I wanted to stop leaning on what I'd been used to leaning on. And I also, you know, I'm, I'm not someone that really listens to folk music. So it, 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 is, it was, I've, I was finding myself in a bit of a funny cul-de-sac with my own making and often finding myself with audiences of people um, at, you know, folk events and folk festivals and stuff like that, but playing, you know, not, not really wanting to be um, bound by that kind of range of taste. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I have a lot of respect for people in the folk scene and uh, um, the folk music has definitely influenced me at certain points, but um, I'm, a, I'm a rapper really and a, an absolute like fiend for uh, dance music and bass lines. And so I wanted to, I wanted to kind of wriggle out of that cul-de-sac a little bit and not be bound by that expectation. Um, and also I'd, I'd been doing some production for um, doing some composition for a TV series on E4 that I had to really get creative for with uh, production techniques and using found sound because it was a parallel universes drama. Um, so I'd, I'd been doing a lot of experimenting with using mad sounds and um, strange kind of machinery and whacking bins and radiators and stuff. <laughs> Um, and also I've been, I've been really, you know, up to my ears in London dance music, a lot of grime and bass music and, uh, 140 BPM and, and just, I guess it, things came out different this time, partly because it had been a long time since I last made an album. Um, and, and my context had changed and my musical influences had changed and it, it came out for those reasons, but it still feels to me like. Uh, a kind of combination of everything that I've done before, you know, and I feel like you can hear all my albums um, peeping their peeping their heads through in this one. Do any shows come to mind when you think about an audience that really has like understood what you're trying to do? Because if a folk audience saw it, they wouldn't maybe get it. And I just wondered if there's something was like, yeah, I think I found my. Uh, I found my audience. Ah, good question. Um, I don't really know. I think that, I think, I feel like I kind of have found my audience and they're an odd ragtag bunch of very different people, very different ages. And um, I, f I feel like, you know, some, some people that are at my gigs are there because they're hip hop fans or like, they're real kind of rap geeks and they love lyricism. Um, some people are there because they love dance music. Some people are there because they love harmony singing and, um, and, and there are some, you know, people that just like anything that's a bit fruity and alternative. Um, some people are, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a mishmash of people that come to my shows. And I always really love that seeing like, you know, 17 year old grime fans all the way up to 75 year old, um, folk music aficionados you know and I, I love that mixture it must be such a compliment to have your music reach so many different people from different walks of life and things like that mustn't it i do love that man yeah i do and it's like i don't know i, I really try and bring out or i really try and like contact a kind of a bit of a universal humanity in what i do and 
I I hope that the the kind of range of people at my gigs is a bit of a reflection of that. Mm. There's something a bit uh, there's something a bit universal there, not in a kind of um, not in a Ariana Grande sense, <laughs> so much as a sort of that there's a spirit of kind of mischief and daftness as well as like sincerity and love in there as well. I hope. term that i've seen tagged to you quite a lot is um you've got a cult following the fact that you've got a mixed audience but they're all very much committed to what you do and they'll always follow your variety of different things and i think that's really been proved because you you managed to crowdfund your most recent album you know you you managed to raise sort of twenty thousand pounds for a project just based on people who like what you do and i think that must be really inspiring yeah it's it that whole process has been amazing and i i really i count my lucky stars every day for the i literally was in my meditation this morning i was um i was thanking chaos for uh for my supporters that my network of listeners because i'm yeah i I am still sitting here thanks to them um because i'm a bit of a weird fish i'm a bit of a strange shaped peg um record labels have been they've kind of like circled me a bit and then they've tended to sidle off in a, in a safer direction um than try and sign someone that they don't they wouldn't know what kind of category to put me in um so i'm really grateful for the internet and the fact that i can meet that, that i can reach um you know thousands of people in spite of not having a record label um and they're people that really give a shit about what i'm doing so yeah, I managed to raise really lovely sum of money for to make my album. Um, I did a whole tour around the UK, around people's living rooms and basements and attics as well to to raise money to mix it. Um, and uh, at the moment, one of the things that's really saving my bacon in the in this um, mad moment of history that we're in is um, my Patreon account, which I've just set up. Um, and it's it's really a wicked place where I can keep in touch with people and they can support if they want to what I'm doing um, day to day. And it's meant that I've been able to spend days preparing, you know, free workshops to give to people online and put a lot of time and effort into doing my live stream gigs and doing them really well. Um, and that's really thanks to people that sign up on the Patreon and um, are enabling me to continue. So yeah, I'm 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 a very lucky boy. On Who's Flying the Plane, we like to give our guests the chance to shine a light on what we call a hidden gem. Um, something that you're personally, maybe you know the person who's made it or something that you're just, you can't understand why it hasn't got a larger audience. So uh, would you like to point us in the direction of your hidden gem? Ooh. Bloody hell, there are so many hidden gems, man. Um, I've got a monthly radio show on Soho Radio, um, and uh, been, I've been running that for the last five years, and and I I try and play a lot of hidden gems on that. So there's a kind of there's a whole. If people want to check out my mix cloud, um, which is just forward slash Disraeli as well, um, there's lots of hidden gems up there, and I try and play lots of stuff that um, people wouldn't have heard of. Who am I thinking of today? Who am I going to be playing? tomorrow my next show um waju i i love them as a band w-a-a-j-u 
The drummer is also the drummer in my band, but he's a brilliant composer um, as well. And that that band is just about to put a, a new album out. They've just put a single out, so they're definitely worth checking out. That's a hidden gem. Obviously, none of us know what's coming next with coronavirus, and it might be a long time before things resume normality. Um, but when that does happen, what's next for Disraeli? Oh, man. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know, man. It, dep- it depends on where all this, um, how all this transpires, doesn't it? Because if, if I'm able to get back to gigging this year, which it seems possible that, you know, we won't. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I won't be doing another gig till 2021. And in the meantime, I'm, I'm constructing a way of making a living and keeping making art um, that's not dependent on crowds of people, um, which is super interesting. And I'm still I'm doing tons of collaborations. I'm just working on a collaboration with Waju today. Um, I'm releasing a remix project that has tons of amazing producers that I'm really honoured to be working with. Um, Danalog from The Comet is coming. Um, Onipa. DJ Simbad, um, Orifice Vogatron from Foreign Beggars doing a feature, Alexa Moore, uh, Spoke Matambo from South Africa. Um, who else? Um, Africa. There's a, there's a whole series of remixes coming out um, at the moment. The first one's already come out, so that they're going to be shared over the course of the year uh, with the full remixes and versions album released in September. Um, super excited about that because it's just... It kind of shows the context and I'm really into that. I'm really into a sense of an artist as part of a constellation, not as a kind of lone star, you know. Uh, And then I'm going to be on tour with the band in November. Um, It was supposed to be in April, but that is obviously being postponed. So I've got a tour in November. I've got a massive gig in December at, at SWX in Bristol. Mm-hmm. Um, which is my hometown, obviously. And uh, that's going to be really exciting. That's a 20-year retrospective down down the kind of ages of the different styles and things of what I've done. Going to have a choir, going to have a string section, um, playing music from all the different albums, including the, the Unmaster, going to do the whole of the Unmaster. Uh, so it's going to be a really epic night. I'm very excited about that. There's going to be poets and dancers and all sorts um yeah keep I, I keep very busy i i love i love it i fucking love it so much what i do um and i i need it and i cherish it and i relish it uh, so I, i'm doing every day you know and I'm, I'm writing every day and making every day and i'm i'm just yeah going to keep on sharing what i'm doing and hopefully it connects with people hopefully it's of service to people I'm running mindfulness sessions on my uh, Facebook page. I'm offering workshops there. Where can we listen to your music and how can we follow you on social media? Uh, Social media is at MC Disraeli, D-I-Z-R-A-E-L-I on uh, Instagram and Twitter and forward slash Disraeli on Facebook. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. I'm super active on Facebook at the moment because I'm using Facebook Live as a way to reach people. Uh, So definitely get involved there. Um, where can you find my music? Um, if you go to disraeli.com and click on the music tab, um, then you'll find the whole back catalogue up on the Bandcamp there. And obviously, 
Bandcamp is where it's at really in terms of supporting artists. Uh, I'm also on Spotify and all that as well. Yeah, because Bandcamp have done that thing where they're waiving the profit they make so it supports the artists more. Yeah, they um, they're, they're doing it now and then. They've they've done it. They did it for one day last month, and they're doing it for one day this month. Yeah. Cool. I think yeah, that's um, a bit of uh, proof that they are actually there for the artists, which is nice, isn't it? Yeah, ma'am. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Well, um, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to me, um, and I should keep an eye out for your live streams. Definitely do, man. Thanks for asking such lovely, thoughtful questions. <laughs>